Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Narration by George podcast, the podcast on audiobooks, spiritual ideas, and other items of interest. I'm George Taylor, and today we present podcast number 90, The Christmas Story. Well, Christmas is right around the corner, just four days away as I record this. Have you completed your Christmas preparations yet? I mean, there are presents to buy, decorations with which to adorn the house, meals to prepare. Well, maybe I'm a little early for that one. You know, all of that's fun. But we mustn't forget that this holiday, while it began as a pagan celebration of the winter solstice, has been adapted to celebrate the coming of the one need for everyone in the world, a Savior. That one need is found in Jesus Christ. So to celebrate the coming of Jesus, I want to tell you the story of his arrival. The narrative is taken from the scriptures, a contemporary telling of this story, as recorded in the message, and I've interwoven music between the passages. I hope you enjoy. It's been 400 years. 400 years. 400 years since God's people, the nation of Israel, had heard anything from God. No revelations, no prophets, no Messiah. And he had been promised to them. Isaiah had written some 600 years earlier, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. For those who lived in a land of deep shadows, light, sunbursts of light, You repopulated the nation. You expanded its joy. Oh, they're so glad in your presence. Festival joy. The joy of a great celebration, sharing rich gifts and warm greetings. The abuse of oppressors and cruelty of tyrants, all their whips and cudgels and curses. It's gone, done away with. A deliverance as surprising and sudden as Gideon's old victory over Midian. The boots of all those invading troops, along with their shirts soaked with innocent blood, will be piled in a heap and burned in a fire that will burn for days. For a child has been born for us, the gift of a son for us. He'll take over the running of the world. His names will be Amazing Counselor, Strong God, Eternal Father, Prince of Wholeness. His ruling authority will grow, and there will be no limits to the wholeness he brings. He'll rule from the historic David throne over that promised kingdom. And so the people waited.
Then it happened. God spoke. He came first to a priest. You, old priest, will have a son named John. The priest questions the messenger. How? I'm old. My wife is old. How will this happen? The angel Gabriel makes the priest mum until the child is born. Some six months later, God would speak again. God sent the angel Gabriel to the Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph, and the virgin's name, Mary. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted her. Good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty, beautiful inside and out. God be with you. She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great, be called Son of the Highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will rule Jacob's house forever, no end ever to his kingdom. Mary said to the angel, But how? I've never slept with a man. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest hover over you. Therefore the child you bring to birth will be called Holy Son of God. And did you know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son old as she is? Everyone called her barren, and here she is, six months pregnant. Nothing, you see, is impossible with God. And Mary said, Yes, I see it all now. I'm the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me, just as you say. Then the angel left her.
Mary didn't waste a minute. She got up and traveled to a town in Judah in the hill country, straight to Zachariah's house, and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby in her womb leapt. She was filled with the Holy Spirit and sang out exuberantly, You are so blessed among women, and the babe in your womb also blessed. Why am I so blessed that the mother of my Lord visits me? The moment the sound of your greeting entered my ears, the babe in my womb skipped like a lamb for sheer joy. Blessed woman who believed what God said, believed every word would come true. The birth of Jesus took place like this. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. Before they came to the marriage bed, Joseph discovered she was pregnant. It was by the Holy Spirit, but he didn't know that. Joseph, chagrined but noble, determined to take care of things quietly so Mary would not be disgraced. While he was trying to figure a way out, he had a dream. God's angel spoke in the dream. Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to get married. Mary's pregnancy is spirit-conceived. God's Holy Spirit has made her pregnant. She will bring a son to birth, and when she does, you, Joseph, will give him the name Jesus. God saves, because he will save his people from their sins. This would bring the prophet's embryonic sermon to full term. Watch for this. A virgin will get pregnant and bear a son. They will name him Emmanuel, Hebrew, for God is with us. Then Joseph woke up. He did exactly what God's angel commanded in the dream. He married Mary, but he did not consummate the marriage until she had the baby. About that time, Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire. This was the first census when Quirinius was a governor of Syria. Everyone had to travel to his own ancestral hometown to be accounted for. So Joseph went from the Galilean town of Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judah, David's town, for the census. As a descendant of David, he had to go there. He went with Mary, his fiancée, 
who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to a son, her firstborn. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the hostel. There were sheep herders camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly God's angels stood among them and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. The angel said, Don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A Savior has just been born in David's town. A Savior who is Messiah and Master. This is what you are to look for. A baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. At once the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. Angels, we have
As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the sheep herders talked it over. Let's get over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. They left, running, and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. All who heard the sheep herders were impressed. these things to herself, holding them dear, deep within herself. The sheep herders returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they had been told. When the eighth day arrived, the day of circumcision, the child was named Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived. Then when the days stipulated by Moses for purification were complete, they took him up to Jerusalem to offer him to God as commanded in God's law. 
Every male who opens the womb shall be a holy offering to God, and also to sacrifice the pair of doves or two young pigeons prescribed in God's law. In Jerusalem at the time, there was a man, Simeon by name, a good man, a man who lived in the prayerful expectancy of help for Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. The Holy Spirit had shown him that he would see the Messiah of God before he died. Led by the Spirit, he entered the temple. As the parents of the child Jesus brought him in to carry out the rituals of the law, Simeon took him into his arms and blessed God. God, you can now release your servant. Release me in peace as you have promised. With my own eyes I have seen your salvation. It is now out in the open for everyone to see, a God-revealing light to the non-Jewish nations and of glory for your people Israel. Jesus' father and mother were speechless with surprise at these words. Simeon went on to bless them and said to Mary, his mother, This child marks both the failure and recovery of many in Israel. A figure misunderstood and contradicted, the pain of a sword thrust through you. But the rejection will force honesty as God reveals who they really are. Anna, the prophetess, was also there, a daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher. She was by now a very old woman. She had been married seven years and a widow for eighty-four. She never left the temple area, worshipping night and day with her fastings and prayers. At the very time Simeon was praying, she showed up, broke into an anthem of praise to God, and talked about the child to all who were waiting expectantly for the freeing of Jerusalem. When they finished everything required by God and the law, they returned to Galilee and their own town, Nazareth. There the child grew strong in body and wise in spirit, and the grace of God was on him. While we really don't know when he was born, this day is set aside to celebrate the birth of Jesus. As you celebrate the Christmas season this year, I urge you to include this man Jesus, not the child Jesus, but the man Jesus, the man who lived the life of perfection that we never could, the man who became the perfect atonement for the sins we commit every day, the man who conquered death and lives today, seated at the right hand of God. Paul wrote to the church in Galatia, 
But when the time arrived that was set by God the Father, God sent His Son, born among us of a woman, born under conditions of the law so that He might redeem those of us who have been kidnapped by the law. Thus we have been set free to experience our rightful heritage. You can tell for sure that you are now fully adopted as His own children because God sent the Spirit of His Son into our lives, crying out, Papa, Father. Doesn't that privilege of intimate conversation with God make it plain that you are not a slave, but a child? And if you are a child, you're also an heir with complete access to the inheritance. That's Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. A reminder, we're in the middle of giving away books this month. Answer this question, and if you are among the first ten with the right answer, I'll send you instructions for downloading an audiobook from the Narration by George Library of Titles. Last week, I asked the question, what was Mary's first reaction to seeing the angel Gabriel appear to her? The answer was fear. This week's question is this. The angel Gabriel used three different names for Jesus when he was telling Mary the good news of Jesus coming. Other than Jesus, what was one of the other two names? So other than Jesus, what was one of the other two names Gabriel used when he talked to Mary? You can message me the answer on Facebook or Twitter. If you're on Facebook, search for Narration by George. Don't forget to like the page if you haven't. Or on Twitter, I'm at Narration by Geo. Don't forget to follow if you haven't. Or you can just send me an email. I'm George at NarrationByGeorge.com. I pray that you and yours have a very Merry Christmas. Don't forget, God has blessed you. Share that blessing with someone else.